How is your prayer life? If you are like most of us, it has seasons and sometimes lacks consistency. Prayer, faith and holiness are key to reaching your destiny. Join Prophet Nanaseo Pukusakode as he encourages the body of Christ to get closer to God in prayer. 2017, something will visit your house. Supernatural supply. It is not coming by hard working. It is not coming by academic work. It is not coming by position. You will conceive that child by the supernatural. You will get that job by the supernatural. You will start that business by the supernatural. Prophet Nanase Pukusakode is an end-time season firebrand prophet and an evangelist with a unique preaching ministry, anchored on prayer. He teaches and prophesies the word of God with signs and wonders. Today, may you hold up your gun as a soldier of God. And may you stop that weeping. May you stop that crying. And take responsibility. No soldier cries on the battlefield. And it shall come to pass. Whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. Call unto me and I will answer you. I will show you great and mighty things. And now, Prophet Nanase Opokusakodie. Today, I want to preach a message that by the time I finish, something has happened to you. In fact, I submit to you that at the end of my sermon, if you won't change, you won't change again. Yeah. These are the things that make people become instruments in the hands of God. It is a thing that will not let you go into the divorce court. It is a thing that will not let you walk out of church because somebody offended you. I'm preaching about the benefit of brokenness. The benefits. The benefits. What is the benefit of a broken person? David said, a broken and a contract height, you will not despise. A broken. And I'm going to give you line upon line. Please, I've taken my time to study this thing for some time. I've taken my time to study this thing for some time. Oh, what is brokenness? Who is a broken person? I went to the Webster dictionary. I went to all kinds of dictionary, getting definitions and words for brokenness. It is dangerous to be in a church and you are not broken. Mm. Because brokenness, brokenness is a clay in the hands of the porter. I've already started preaching. That, I, that I, it's not a matter of what I can do, but Lord, I am in your hands. Shape me the way you want to shape me. Mold me the way you want. Today, God told me, said that I can put my anointing on somebody who is living in the flesh. Because God is a very good investor, and He invests for profit. Jesus said, I might go about my father's business. It means that God is a businessman. Jesus said, I must go about my father's business. He used an economic term, business. And it means that God is a businessman and he's a very good investor. If he knows that whatever he invests in, he can't get something out of it, he will not waste his time. I'm not too sure whether you like the message, but I'm going to preach it anyway. I said, I'm going to preach it anyway. Because it's not what you like, it's what God wants you to hear. And I pray for you that this message will change your life. Change your thinking. Change your lifestyle. Change your state of Christian life. Change the way you look at God. Change the way you look at church. Hey! We cannot say because of material things. God is not important. No. 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 You can't do what they are doing and they are in trouble. When I finish brokenness, I'm going to preach about understanding the times and the seasons. 
Because if you don't understand that one, God can be doing something and you don't know what God is doing. Yes, Jacob said, God is here and I don't know. You can, get, you can be in a center of revival and you don't know you are there. You can even be in a center of blessing because the thing has not manifest physically. You think that God is about to start. Because God doesn't wait for anybody. God is on the move. You have to know the times and the season. Mm. One of the tribes in Israel, because the Bible says they didn't know the time of their visitation. God visited them. God, the ark was in their presence. But you know, eh, watch this. Do you know the ark of the testimony? He stayed in another person's house over three years. Nothing happened to the person. That's right. He moved to Obedidom house for three months. The guy attracted national attention. That's right. It was there, the president that, do you know the richest man in this country is Obedidom? He said, which dom? He said, Obedidom. And what is the secret? And they found out the ark was in his house. So even when God comes to your house, and you don't understand the times and the season, nothing will happen to you. Mm. Nothing will happen. I want to diffuse the mind that we, we, don't let us sit in the church and think that we can prosper the way the worldly people are prospering. Then we are disgracing our God. We, we cannot be crooked and, acquire and, 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 and be liars and still get prosperity. Because the prosperity of the righteous, the road is different from the one of the wicked. Because the wicked prosperity doesn't stay for generations. Are you getting what I'm talking about here? Now watch this. Job was a righteous man and he was the most successful businessman in the East. So you can be righteous and still be loaded. What does it come with? It comes with sound mind. It comes with the ability to serve God. And finally, that blessing that you have, you use it to serve God. Yeah. Yeah. Many years ago, God tested the acid of people in Ghana. It was the beginning of the revival. You know the reason why God destroyed everything about Job? He was checking whether Job's heart was in the material things or his God. If Job's heart was stronger in the material thing, God, Job could have fallen down and died. But he told his wife that, though he slay me, if he's, the, if he's the one behind this one, if God is the one slaying me, yet I will still praise him. What is your heart? No. When you come here and you see us walking around like that, it doesn't mean we are broke. No, broke people cannot do this. God will not need the 17,000 people to build a city for himself. It's just a small group of people. He took 300 people for war and won. That's it. That's what it is. He used four lepers to drive a nation away. That's me. Yes, and I was reading something that shocked me. How on earth did Abraham took security guards in his house? Went to five, five nations. Five countries. Abraham took security guards in his house and fought Ghana, Nigeria, Ivory Coast, huh? Togo, Rebeni Republic, and won. So the problem is not your skill. It is the God that is backing you. Not your skill. Don't deceive yourself. Understand the thing we are talking about. Don't listen to Babylon. Without God, you are nothing. Most of the people you envy, they are going through pressure. They cannot sleep. You sleep so sleep. You, you see, you sleep so comfortable, you sleep in church. sit in a bus and want to know what down it's a gift from God no I'm telling you people are swallowing tablets I would never envy any wicked man 
I don't care how much he has. David said, until I went to the sanctuary of the Lord and I saw their end. Miserable end. Confusion. Can't stay with one wife. Adultery. Drinking medicine. Oh man. Man. Sometimes in secret societies, destroying themselves and demons torturing them. Cannot sleep. But God said, he gave his beloved sleep. Father, bless your word. In Jesus' name. Don't follow Babylon. There's nothing there. Hallelujah. You enjoy. Mm -hmm. Godliness with contentment is great gain. What do you mean by that? It means that you have two shoes today, but you are content with it. Waiting for God to bring another two, making it four. And when you get to four, you are fine. You are not envious. Today, your dress is three, but you just go on a shuffle. Today, I wear the green. Next week, I wear the white. The following week, I wear the pink. And I come back and start from the green again. Godliness with contentment is great king. Waiting for God to bring the ink. Am I talking to somebody here today? I'm not envious. I'm not in competition. I don't care. Thank God for your dress. It's nice. I can't afford it now. But if God did it for you, you will do something better than your own for me. Godliness with contentment is great king. Godliness is contentment is great king. Don't impress anybody. Don't try to do that. Hallelujah. One of your problem is not trying to be yourself. You see, there is a current tax or facility of apostolic and a prophetic move coming. There must be another move of God that will precede the coming of Jesus Christ. The Bible says the New Testament church is established on the ministry of the apostles and the prophet. So the combination of the apostolic and the prophetic ministry is what is going to uh, um, what sort of usher the, the, the whole world into the second coming of Jesus Christ. There's going to be some move, very strong move that is going to come. In fact, during the Azusa revival move, it was prophesied that 100 years in the move, another major move will come. That will be stronger than the Azusa one. And we are in 100 years of the Azusa move now. So we are in a time of a fulfillment of prophecy. Is somebody hearing what I'm talking about? Now, but that thing is only going to happen to people who are prepared physically. Their vessels are prepared. How many of you want God to use you? Are you sure? You want God to use you? How many of you have prayed that God should use you? You don't know it's a wrong prayer. Because God is more willing to use you than you yourself trying to let him use. But the thing is that you're, you are not prepared for him to be used. So instead of praying that God use me, tell him that Lord make me usable. Uh, you didn't hear what I said. Hmm? You didn't hear what I said. Well, one of, one, of the, one of the strong prayers Jesus prays that, he said that one day Jesus Christ was standing and saw plenty of people coming to his ministry and he said that the harvest is truly plentiful but the labors are few. And he said, don't even jump into the labor. I said, pray that the Lord of the harvest will send out labors. So God is still looking for labors. God is looking for labors. People that will stand in the gap and do something for the kingdom. Hallelujah. Unfortunately, today when I get ready and I was praying, I ran and I was preparing, I realized that every generation has their challenges. Every generation. Some of the things we hear now, it's not the first time. Noah's time, there was a challenge of all kinds of evil. Homosexuality, angels sleeping with women, that was the challenge. Sodom and Gomorrah has his challenge. All the, every generation has their own challenge. We also have our own challenge. Because every generation produces their kind of challenge. So that one of the challenges we are facing in our generation is our systems that will not let us serve God well. I'm preaching. 
Hallelujah. That is what is deceiving other people in the country that having money is enough. Having good cash is enough. But when you check those people, more people commit suicide than Africans. I'm telling you. You hardly hear somebody commit suicide in Africa. Then that person has lost his mind. What are you going to commit suicide for? Yeah, you can borrow egg. You can borrow uh, salt. Oh, some of you are not hearing what I'm talking about. You can borrow anything. No, like us in the West, you can't go and borrow somebody's salt. You can know somebody's salt and say that I, one day I, I were living somewhere, somebody was cooking rice, and then the, 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 his gas got finished, and he knocked our door and said that, but and he came to sit in our kitchen, finished cooking his rice. So I went to America one day, one of my pastor friends was living there, we were cooking rice, and he said the gas is finished. I said, let's go to our neighbor. He said, no, prof, you don't do it. I said, Ghana, we do it. We do it in Ghana. Then I said, I said, I told the pastor, I said, there is nothing wrong. He said, we call the police. I said, for what? Police is coming to arrest us for cooking rice. I said, no. He said, you are infringing on his privacy. I said, we are not disturbing him. We are not disturbing her. You should just give us his stove. We put the rice or we'll sit outside. When the rice is done, we'll just go and pick it up. My pastor friend said, as for him, he can't do it. I said, no wonder. That is why you people are suffering the way you are suffering. In Canada, we can do it. We can come and light the co-pot ourselves in your place. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Haven't you seen one before? The person come, light the co-pot and put his rice on it. He finish and ask you that. Me, ma, will be an hour, and now you're okay. And leave. And leave. Hallelujah. So, I want to just get you to understand that it is not just about getting materialistic. It's not just about getting the money. It's not about all the, the richest man in the world still eat one bowl of soup. How much can you eat? That is why we say that God, we are possessors of everything but stewards of nothing. God give you things for the benefit of others. It's not just to do anything. Don't, don't, don't. Any life you live that God is not in the equation is a useless life. There's no better end. I don't care who you are. Every vessel that must be part of this move must be broken. Everybody in the church that God has to use extraordinary must be broken. I'm going to give you different definitions of the word broken. Somebody say broken. Because carnality has no part to play in this move of God. Somebody say carnality. It has no part to play. Now, either you are broken or you are living in the state of carnality. Carnality is not an insult. Carnality is just living by your senses. Not living the outside the life of faith. Because the just shall live by faith. The just shall live by faith. What do you mean by that? When you go to hospital, a doctor say, you have sickness and I can't do anything about it. You shouldn't cry because the just shall live by what? Faith. Thank God for doctor, but you have another doctor better than all the doctors in this world. Oh, you are not hearing what I'm talking about. It means that when you go and they give you a report and you come back depressed, you come back oppressed, you are not living by faith. There was a king in the Bible called Asa. He was sick and he went to the physician. When he came back, God said that you have insulted me for going to see the doctors before you came to see me. Because of that, I will not heal you. So the just shall live by faith is that if the business starts crumbling and things are going the way you don't want it, it's not an opportunity for you to cry because... You are supposed to live by what? Faith. Because listen, faith and prayer has no respect for terminal problems. If God is the one that said it. God told the prophet to send and go and tell the king that put your house in order you are going to die. And the king turned to the wall and started praying. And God said, tell him I've added 15 years. The prophetic termination of his life was not succeeded because the man knew how to call upon God. 
If God himself said it and he can make a mathematical means to add 15 years, who is the devil to stop your life? If you can pray. If you are going to be part of the prophetic womb, you must be able to be the kind of vessel that God can use. And give me John chapter 12 and verse number 24. John chapter 12 verse number 24. Verily I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall on the ground and die, it abided alone. But if it die, it bring forth much fruit. Another word for very, very means duly, duly. Another word for very, very means that emphasize on what I'm talking about. Huh? I say unto you that except a corn of wheat fall on the ground and die, it abide alone. But if it die, it bring forth much fruit. So how do you bear fruit? Until you die to self, you are not ready to bear spiritual fruit. Unfortunately, anytime you hear die, you will even cry. Uh, die. Die. Who won that? No. There are different kinds of death. Hallelujah. At least there are three kinds of death the Bible talks about. We have, we, have, we have spiritual death. Separation of, from man's spirit from God. When Adam and Eve ate the garden, you remember God said, in the day you eat the fruit, you will surely die. Do you remember? They eat it and they were still walking around. Jesus said, a death has taken place, eyes cannot see. So when Adam and Eve ate the fruit, they died, but they didn't die physically. Now, physical death huh, is as a result of spiritual death. Physical death is as a result of, if we didn't die spiritually, we will never have died physically. So in the day you eat the fruit, you will surely die. Adam and Eve ate the fruit and they died spiritually, but physically they were walking around. So after that, then the byproduct of spiritual death is physical. Then as a result of spiritual death, it led to physical death, which the Bible says is appointed for a man to die once. How many of you want to go to heaven? Except those of us who will be here when Jesus comes, you have to die before you go to heaven. That is what Jesus is talking about. Because this body cannot go to heaven. This one. It's not prepared for heaven. It's prepared for earth. So Paul said that the corruptible is so, so that the incorruptible will come up. So it has to so uh, in death, then it will rise up in life. So for you to go to heaven, you must get another celestial body. That is the one that gave you permission to go to heaven. So except the corn of it fall on the ground and die. So physical death, the Bible says it's appointed. There is another death called eternal death. But eternal death is as a result of somebody who makes being born again. So if you remain spiritually deaf and you don't get saved, you are going to die another death called eternal death. And eternal death, it means that your soul will die for life. The only way to escape eternal death is to be born again. Once you are born again, you escape eternal death. So eternal death is a choice. Physical death, there's nothing you can do about it. Spiritual death is also a choice. You are already died spiritually, but you can choose to come out of spiritual death. And the only way to come out is to accept Jesus Christ in your heart. I'm preaching. What is brokenness? Let's write some things down. Somebody say brokenness. Brokenness has to do with dying to live. Dying to live. Somebody say dying to live. Brokenness is, has to do with what? Dying to live. So dying to self so that you can live for Christ. Except there is death to the flesh, there cannot be life spiritually. Except there is death to the flesh, there cannot be life what? Spiritually. So somebody who is broken is somebody who has died to self. You cannot be uh, full of self and God will still use you. So brokenness is dying to self, dying to live, dying to live. Brokenness has to do with dying to live, dying to self. Except there is death to the flesh. Everybody say death to the flesh. 
There cannot be life spiritually. One day I thought about this. In God's ladder of promotion, the way up is the way down. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. In due season, he will lift you up. So you humble yourself by going down. And as a result of that, God himself leads you to climb the ladder. There can be no elevation in the kingdom without humiliation. There cannot be scores without scars. I asked the Lord. I said, now we are building Port City. Why didn't you give me this when I was 29 years? I'm telling you, I would have been a pastor, a prophet, a Macy, a carpenter, everything. Why didn't you give me some kind of ministry? Look at the way God replied. He said, because your armor is too shiny. It will attract to you too much fair themselves. It will attract to you things you can't handle. By the time I give you things like this, there should be too much cracks in the armor. You see, that is why God is not making the mistake of prospering you at where you are. You, can you imagine you are driving a Rolls Royce? Who will greet you? There are some blessings God has given me now. If he gave it to me about 15 years ago, I might believe probably backslide. At that time, the kind of armor I hold in the spirit, I must drive a car without starter. Today, as a result of the cracks in the armor, the kind of wars we have fought, the kind of humiliation, the scars in our bodies, spiritual bodies, we cannot boast of any material thing. There can never be an elevation without humiliation. You must be humiliated first. Look at Moses. If I leave you and I take you out of the palace of Egypt and take you straight to go and deliver my people, I don't care what you do. Even when you are in a palace and you have not found out the cause of two people fighting, you kill one. Who said Moses was born a humble person? No. God broke the guy and he became naturally humble. Brokenness. So girl, it's not that God has forsaken you. All the things you are going through, today things are down. Today you are this. You don't know why the man is coming. You don't know why things are delaying. It's part of your humiliation. So that by the time the blessing comes, you'll be so down to earth. Because you see, we are not ourselves. The word humility eh, comes from the word humus. The word humus has to do with the word earth, which is down to earth. Which is what is used to create you. So anytime you are humble, you are yourself. Because you were taken from the dust. Watch this. But we naturally don't want to be ourselves. Pride is being something God didn't make you. It's an importation of an alien spirit. That came to you. That make you feel bad. And lift yourself above other people. Because you have something they don't have. Are you sure I'm getting the right congregation now? Now watch this. So, there can never be elevation without humiliation. And the humiliation can be anything. It can be anything. God can use any weapon. God can use anything. I was talking to a lady yesterday. He and his husband, they live in the West. The husband is a pastor. Then he said, the husband said, we have to divorce. And then I said, did you ask him why you want to divorce? He said, I just don't love you. 
I just don't have feeling for you. And I say, wow, feeling. And I begin to meditate on the word feeling. <laughs> feeling, I'm your feeling, bear me. Then I begin to say, feeling, 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 feeling. And I thought about it and I was telling the girl, I said, where I am now, I can't live in Lady Ivy on the basis of feeling. That is why I talk about the father. Every relationship must have the ingredient of friendship. So if their marriage is going to work, there must be an ingredient of friendship, brother and sister, so that when the romantic is lifted, that one will take over. To the romantic returns. Because nobody can be romantic every year. You cannot be romantic throughout the whole year. It cannot be possible. Depends on what you are dealing with. Business is not going on well. Some things are not coming. And, 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 and by the state of your mind, you are out of romance. At that time, the brother, sister, or the friend. So my wife, sometimes it's like my friend. I can't live on you based on you. I, I fear and I fail. And today I want you to kiss me. And you are not kissing me. And when you kiss me, your mouth is bitter. We are not talking about that kind of nonsense. Are you hearing what I'm talking about? No, marriage is not like that. Because, because there can never be elevation unless there's humiliation. If you are not broken, you will not understand. Nobody lives in romance all your life. No, no. There's a place your wife can be passing, wearing everything. Let him change for Victoria's Secret and wear Victoria Danger, Victoria Crisis. Let him wear all that. Nothing moves you because of what you are dealing with. But that time, it's like a friend, it's like a sister. The romance will come back, but times and seasons. The Bible said there is time for everything. It's not every time you have it. So I was telling, I was telling the girl, I say, your husband has lost his sense of spiritual stability. And this thing cannot happen to a pastor. If you say you are, I say that I'm not saying that we don't divorce, but Bible has given us the state in which we can divorce. And if you go, if you go outside it, God hates it. You can't live your life because you say you don't have a feeling. What feeling? Look at someone say, How do you feel? Tell the person, How do you feel? No, don't just say, say just say, how do you feel? Say it and do your hand like this. How do you feel towards me? Do you feel good or you feel bad? Feelings. Feeling is the reason why sometimes you don't come to church. Why are you in the house today? Today, I don't feel like. Dangerous place to be. Dangerous place to be. You can't serve God on the basis of feeling. Anytime you are serving God on the basis of feeling, because every feeling is temporal. The just shall live by faith. Are you getting it? Feeling is temporal. So your life cannot depend on feeling. And so that feeling can be very deceptive. I read somewhere. Because God is an investor. He cannot put his anointing in somebody who is still active in the flesh. What do you mean by that? If you want God to use you, you cannot be going and commit immorality and come and God will put it put his anointing. You are still active in the flesh. When you get out of the flesh, you will lose appetite for immorality. No. You are not the only one who has feelings. And you are not the only one who is being tempted. If you are not tempted, you are a tree. Everybody's being tempted. The difference between you and those of us who are tempted and not yield to temptation is that we are dead to the flesh. We are dead. We are dead to the flesh. No. We are dead to the flesh. You cannot be active in the flesh for God to put his anointing on your life. Do you want anointing? It is one of the ingredients you need because it's a fighter. The anointing fights for you. It protects you. It preserves you. It builds a hedge around you. It tells the devil your place is a no-go area. 
What about if the anointing is lifted? Satan wouldn't have gotten to Job until God left the hedge. God permitted Job and said, now the hedge is moved. You can go and do it, but don't touch his body. So the anointing is what gives you protection. God cannot put anointing in you when your flesh is still active. An active flesh life cannot be filled with the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Wow. Ha. Some of you are not active in sex, but you are active in stealing. Active in gossiping. Filthiness of the spirit and filthiness of the flesh. How we have preached so much about the sins of the flesh. What are the sins of the flesh? Adultery, fornication, stealing. But I discovered that God will judge sins of the spirit faster than sins of the flesh. And because the spiritual sins, we don't see it. We don't talk about it. What do we mean by that? Sins of the spirit. Unforgiveness. Bitterness. Holding people for a long time. You are sitting in the church. You are praising God. But you know within your heart. Then your mood changes. When you see the sister, then your mood changes. Some of you still don't talk to people. Somebody say, filthiness of the flesh. Say, say, filthiness of the flesh. Say, filthiness of the spirit. Sins of the spirit. You see, if this brother, God forbid, go and kiss a girl, you see it. Once you see her kissing the girl, he's a chorister. So, you can easily judge and say, uh -huh, I saw Sister Brasica kissing Brother Bosca. It is called sins of the flesh. But the sister that is not talking to somebody, you can't see it. Yeah. The sister that is offended and stopped coming to choir practice, we can't see it. And God will judge. God forbid. God forbid. If this sister is not talking to somebody, Eh? and this sister kills somebody eh? all of us will judge this one faster but God will judge this one faster because this one can cause more harm than this this one it is just about the flesh but this one other spirits are involved that is why the Bible says anyone who hates his brother is a murderer ah. no because you are going to kick a gun and shoot him another word for the murderer is the one who hates people you wish bad for them yeah. So you are always waiting to hear something bad. Thank God for his mercies on our life. I'm telling you, in the kingdom of God, there are people standing around. All they are waiting to hear is something bad about your life. That's why we need to connect ourselves to God. That's why we need to walk with God. Are you hearing? Sins of the flesh and sins of the spirit. Some of you are sitting here. You are, nobody can see you kill somebody. But we dream a thing. I saw a brother here looking at me straight. I'm sure he's the one I'm talking about. With him saying, it's more ding. And may the Lord not, oh, all, my, all my daughters here, may you not marry a Obermann, it's more ding. What about Obermann, it's more ding. A man called me and said that I wanted to use violet because my wife wears shorts to sleep. So I decided that I'll cut the shorts. And he went to take the, the tailor, uh, Scissors. It's not the one you use for your hair. The tailor one. It's a metal one. Grandma used to have one. And it's a heavy one. You have to put for them. He said, when I cut the first one, I saw there was another one. I cut it. There was another one. And I gave up. 
It is called a trimodin. The wife has to wear three jeans in sleeping. The guy succeeded in the tailor cut two. And he said, I didn't, I didn't know how much is left. Brokenness. It is a spirit that is losing ingredients in the church. Wow. That you are sitting in the church, you are not broken. Brokenness involves giving the Holy Spirit complete access and freedom and control over every area of your life. Brokenness involves giving the Holy Spirit what? Access. Somebody say access. Huh? Giving the Holy Spirit complete access, freedom, control over every area of our life such that we become very receptive to his leadings. Brokenness starts with the heart, but its effect affects every area of your life. It, it starts in the heart, but you see the effect on the outside. So when somebody is broken in the inside, with no time, it will manifest on the outside. If the person is not broken, it's manifest on the outside. Do you know the reason why a lot of people are offended in church? It's lack of brokenness. Lack of brokenness. If you are not broken, you can be in the church to want to do the church. Brokenness. If you are not broken, you have lost the fear of God. If the spirit of brokenness is not there, it's lack of brokenness that can let you hold things for a long time. You cannot forgive. And you cannot forget. When you see broken people, oh, my, 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 my. They huh? give the Holy Ghost complete access into your life. How many of you want the Holy Ghost to have access into your life? The more access he has, the more he manifests himself outside you. Man, the way we pray, if we are broken, God should have used us mightily. I'm talking to somebody here that will hear me. Somebody say brokenness. It starts from the heart, but it effect is seen on the outside. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. But we have this treasure in earthly vessels that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We have this one. So brokenness means that it's not about yourself, it's about God. Brokenness will not let you idolize a gift. When you are broken, you will not idolize a gift. God will give you a gift, you will not let people worship you. No, 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 it will, it will get very rough, but let's keep on going. But we have this treasure in earthly verse that excellence, the excellence of the power, the excellence of the power may be of what? God and not of man. So, anchor to whatever gift God has given to us, it will be used to glorify his name. Not, no, 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 let me say this. The, the prophecy I give to you should get you closer to God and not me. prophetic word should get you closer to God. The excellence of the power that you operate may be of God and not of us. Tell somebody not of us. So if you have a gift of singing in the choir, it might be to the glory of God and not of you. You don't use your gift to get attention to yourself. Hey, I'm preaching. You use your gift to get attention Ha, to give God the glory. Yeah. Not draw attention to yourself. The apostles who heal people, they try to sacrifice to them, they run away and say, hey, 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 we are men of like passion. We are men of like passion. We are men of like passion. Brokenness. The reason why we are doing this is we are not broken. The humanistic in church is too much. The flesh. People look at things. They judge things by the flesh. They judge things by what they see. This is what we are enjoying. Nobody should move. Let's protect it. Anything that is God, you try to protect, God will take it from your hand. Because you are not broken. Use it to do things for God, but don't try to protect it as your property. Somebody can be sitting here, you have locked your mind or something. God is talking about you listening. Lord, I'm not ready. This one, we hear. 
doesn't matter who prophesies. So it's not everybody we are prophesying here, they are hearing us. The thing you, are, you can talk about that things, but this one, no, I'm not going to leave that boy. I've locked my mind. I can sleep with her 10 times a day. If that is why I won't go to heaven, I will stay in here. Keep on going there. You don't understand. Listen, this is why I learned that if you don't take God soft, you take him hard. And when you are taking God hard, can I tell you guys, it's dangerous to disobey God. Yeah. This thing you see here is what we call great mercy and second chance. Come, 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 come. Come. Peter, lie down, lie down, lie down. Lie. I tell you everything today. Hey, brah. I don't worry, I don't worry, I don't worry. Come, 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 brah. Who are you from today? One, two, three, four, five. Who? Who? Hey, brah. That's what I know. You're out. Hey, brah. Come, you don't lie down. Don't lie down. Come, pass it. Watch this. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. The righteous fall at seven times. I'm showing you some of the things God showed me. This place, eh? The righteous fall at seven times. But make sure the eighth one, you will not fall. Watch this. Eight people came out of Noah's ark. Eight is the number of new beginnings. So when you fall seven times, you will forget about all this falling. But the eighth one, because if this guy gets up again, the next one is the eighth. He has already fallen seven times. But the eighth one, make sure you don't fall again. The reason why I will not give you the chance of the eighth one is that by the time you fall seven times, you should learn a lot of things. That will keep you standing at the eighth one. God told me, he said that. When you fall seven times, so when this guy wake up from this falling and stand, it is the eighth one. Make sure you don't fall. The righteous fall the seventh time. The eighth is a number of new beginning. Don't fall again. In case you have disobeyed God, all oh, this why? This one. Ah, that's why my greatest prayer now is obedience. And yielding to your voice. Because I have gone through some things I don't want to go through it again. You can't tell anybody what you are going through. God can left your bedroom at the time he goes, you are in tears. I tell you this is the price I will deal with you. And when God says he will deal with you, it's a different story. Brokenness is a total shutdown of dependency on human strength and abilities. Total shutdown. Shutting down. Total. Total. Somebody say total. It's a total shattering of dependence on human strengths and abilities. And putting our full focus on the master. Brokenness. Can I say that again? It's a total shattering of dependence on human strength and abilities. And putting our full focus on the master. I've told you already. It is refusing to idolize your gift. Mm. When you are not idolizing the gift God has given to you, it's brokenness. Total shutdown 
total shattering of dependence on human strength and abilities, human strength and abilities, and putting your full focus on the master. It is refusing to idolize a gift, talent and abilities. Philippians chapter 3 verse 4. Though I might also have confidence in the flesh, if any other man think that he has well off, he might trust in the flesh. I more. Apostle Paul said, if there's anybody who should trust in the flesh, he should do it more. Ah! Who else is more than Paul? Go to the next verse. Circumcise. Now he's going to boast of the flesh. Circumcise eight day of this. Circumcise eight day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, and Hebrew of Hebrews. As touching the law, he is a Pharisee. This is credentials. Who is a Pharisee? Pharisee people don't carry their Bible. People carry it in front of them. They are dangerous guys of the law. By the time you are qualified as a Pharisee, all the Torah must be in your head. Not depending on the flesh, but focusing on the master. Not your abilities. Not that I can do it. Because we can do all things through Christ. Can I tell you this? Oh, hey, what's up for bra? Bra, the first one, bra. Brokenness, lie down. It's lying on God's stretcher for him to push you to a spiritual theater. Brokenness. For him to take you there and God open it up and take it. It just takes you to spirituality. I cut you up. Pride. Pooh. Took it there. Anger. Pooh. Ejamai. Pooh. I know that one. You like it. <laughs> it is allowing God to push you to a spiritual theater. You are no glory in the flesh. You cannot be used by God unless you kill the flesh. Go for stand up. God is the only one who does a surgery without anesthetics, but you won't feel the pain. Brokenness. It's allowing him to take you there. Some of you have never been to God's theater. Wow. Wow. God's theater. It's a, part of it is a long fasting. They are opening up to show you the things in your heart. Didn't know how pride I was until I was on a 35-day fast. And my heart got open. And you see the reality of who you are. Because at that time, the flesh is killed. I was in Kumasi and I saw and God said, this in you, that you glory, I hate it. This in you, that you clap for, I hate it. This in you, you say, this is the way I am, I hate it. Brokenness is allowing God to take you to a spiritual theater. And by the time you come back, everybody will ask, is that Elizabeth? Is that this girl? They are mentioning your name. The way people can so connect you to your 10 years past, you have never been to God's theater. One day say I'm not here. Say my name no school in Asa not here. No, no, no. People can look at you and they must see that you have changed. Am I talking to somebody here today? I love this one that I wrote down. It is like the pot in the hands of the potter. You remember Jeremiah chapter 18, verse number four to six. It's a special encounter between the potter and the clay. Write it down. Brokenness is a special encounter between the potter and the clay. Somebody say the potter. I didn't say porter, I said porter. And the clay. Say the clay. Brokenness is an encounter between the porter and the clay. 
And this vessel that he made of clay was made in the hand of the potter. So he made it again another vessel. It was another shape, but he made it again. Because God said, where you have come to, you can't continue with this shape. Let me shape you another way. So it's a special encounter between the pot, the potter, eh, and the clay. The potter and the clay. It's not the clay that tells the potter how to shape him. No. Oh, do you understand, girls? It is not the potter. This is the way I am, but I'm putting my life in your hands. Brokenness is a special encounter between the potter and the clay. The potter and the clay. So it's the potter that decides the shape of the clay. Benefit of brokenness. Quickly. Benefit of brokenness. What do you get when you live a broken life? Life full of broken benefit. Number one, it makes you useful for every good work. Write it down. Benefit of brokenness. It makes you useful. Benefit of brokenness. It makes you useful for every good work. First, second, 2 Timothy 2.20. Because God cannot invest his anointing and power on the flesh. Brokenness makes you a terror to the kingdom of darkness. But in a great house, 2 Corinthians 2.20, there are not only vessels of gold, but of silver. It doesn't matter. You can be of gold, you can be of silver. God is saying it's not important which, which, which make you are. Huh? You know, when you go to our mother's house, there are some cups that's reserved for visitors. Do you remember? And if you're a little boy, you don't go and take it to drink water. You'll be buried alive. <laughs> Those are my mother's cup. No. You want to bring it when a visitor comes to the house. And the Bible says in a great house, eh? are we in a great house? Yes. No, there are not only gold, vessels of, what, of gold and of silver, but also of what? Wood and earth. Another earth for the earth is clay. Huh? And some to honor and some to dishonor. What the Bible is trying to say is that you can be, you can be made of gold and you're a dishonor vessel. No, you didn't get what I said. You didn't get what I said. He said, huh? I was watching some Olympics yesterday. Some of the people, those who came first, they got gold. The second person got silver and the third one got bronze. Are you getting the point now? Huh? Now, by, by, by that sequence, Timmy's are the one that got gold, did bet. He, he, he's the one who led. And the silver and the bronze was the third. Now, God said in his house, somebody actually came from a certain background and by the car he drive, by his status in life, he has a gold vessel. Yeah. He, he appeared very, 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 very presentable, very nice, looked very good. But God said, he doesn't look at your make. You look at what has been invested spiritually inside of you. So he said that in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. Some of the vessels are made of wood. There are wooden calves in our house. Is that correct? Oh, yes. huh? We have a calf that is made of pampro. Do you know pampro? Babu. Huh? That's a calf. And some of them are made of clay. They are clay. Huh? When I was going through the Sogakope Road, when you go there, they do all kinds of uh, uh, pots there. And some of them are cows made. They put it in a phone no, and then they burn it. Somebody said, who doesn't know phone? No, it's another botanical name for OV. Okay. Then, today we don't have those things there. But you know, when we're growing up, there's something called cyborg in the house. It's a, it's a, it's a wooden uh, done by a carpenter, nice one with a glass in front. And our own, because we were broke, we didn't have the milk, empty cartons. Empty milk, when you drink it, then you arrange it in front of the sideboard. Somebody get in, where the glasses? So you could see that there is, there is a sugar, there is a milk, but there's nothing inside. <laughs> How many of you were there? I said, oh, it's from me alone. Hallelujah. The dad and are not part of it. And my mother made sure we put it there. And when the visitor came, when the visitor came there, and I went to stand on the thing, the thing shook and all the thing fell down. 
Oh, Jesus Christ. I knew that that was in trouble. I, they, are, they are going to deal with me, whatever it is. Uh, I'm going to go down and get my lashes because all the thing fell down. So my mother told us that we should park brakes at the back of the thing so that next time when I stand there, the thing will not fall back. Huh? So there were vessels. Everyone said vessel. But in the greater, there are vessels of what? They are not only vessels of gold and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. Some to honor and some to dishonor. What? Who is a vessel of honor? And who is a vessel of dishonor? It is in, verse, it is in the next verse. How do you become a vessel of honor? You can be a gold, but you are a vessel of dishonor. You can be a wood, but you are a vessel of honor. Now, Ruth, what is this? He said that if any man purge himself from this, no God is purging. It's a practical choice. You purge yourself from this. Then you shall be a vessel of honor, sanctify and meet for the master's use and prepare unto every good work. What is the benefit of brokenness? What is the benefit of brokenness? What do you do right there? Huh? Talk to me, talk to me. Useful. Useful for what? So you have put yourself in a state that you have become a vessel of honor and you become useful for every good work. It means that you can sit in a chair, dress a golden dress and you are empty vessel. So, it's not what you address on the outside. It is what is in the inside. That is why, guys, when you are married, don't look at the shape. Okay, let me turn to the people here. Don't look at the big back. Don't look at Coca-Cola shape. Today, all those things, you can buy them. If you don't have money, you buy foam. If you have money, plastic surgery. No, am I lying? They do it in abroad. They do it. You get a, a, you get a doctor, if you have somebody who has a big, big a tie, they cast some, they put it at the back, you get a back. You can get it. But God is saying that because the, what is in the vessel is more important than what is outside the vessel, check what is inside the vessel. Uh, daddy, how do I know the guy is a good vessel? You know it by their fruit. Both a fake guy and a good guy will all demand sex if you give them the opportunity. So two guys will come. One is fake. One is a genuine guy. Both of them at a point. The genuine guy will get it by temptation. The fake guy is a target. But the difference is that if you don't give it to the fake guy, he will run away. The good guy, if you don't give it to him, he will still stay. There are a lot of fake guys here because there's no clapping on this lap. So you didn't hear what I said. You get it? All of them. There are guys who propose marriage to you. They are even pastors. And sometimes they want to play fast. And you are shocked. It doesn't necessarily they are bad. Both the fake and the genuine. Because of the flesh. Sometimes it demands. And because of the way you dress. And because of the anointing that makes you attractive. Not necessarily you are dressing bad. Natural. It's natural. It's natural. It's natural. I was studying about sex towards our campaign, and I discovered that it's one of the major drive God put in a man. It is no man that made it. It's because of perversion. We don't talk about it. we are afraid to talk about it. But whether we like it or not, it's part of our life for life. It's a drive in a man. Whether you are anointed or not anointed. Whether you are a prophet or not. Whether you are a bishop or not. It's a drive. It's a drive in the inside of you. So both of them wake up at seasons of time. A fake guy will try to come after a genuine guy will come. But the difference is that the fake guy, if you come and say, I'm not ready to do this until I marry, he will run away. But the genuine guy, if you say, no way, 
He will run away. He will still follow you and stay to the wedding. No, don't clap yet. So now, Daddy, what are you talking about? I've given you a clue to who is a fake and who is genuine. Once he asks for sex and you don't give it to him and you see him going back, it's an acid test. And immediately you remember what Daddy said. Oh, then you spell it for him. F A K E. That's what it is. That's what it is. There are all people in the church. People are in the church. They are still committing fornication. They are still committing adultery. Some of them, it is their lifestyle. Some of them, it's a temptation. That's what I'm talking about, brokenness. When you live out of the flesh, when you crucify the flesh, those things that seem to you again. Some of us, eh, our mind and our system is trained. We have killed the flesh. You can't finish 40 days and 40 nights fast and come and sleep with somebody. No. You have crucified the flesh. The flesh is crucified. There's only one person that gets attracted to me and I'm standing in front of her. I don't get attracted to anybody. Never. No. My spirit man is so trained. I've handled it over the years. It's not something God will do it for you. After you marry, you still meet women that are more beautiful than your wife. That is why you must kill the flesh. You will meet men that are more charismatic than your husband. Some of the guys in the office, the way they open car for you to even sit down. Minamati Kaseya. And your husband's car that will open and lift the gate before he gets open. If any man therefore purge himself, is it God that did the purging? Who did the purging? Hallelujah. Number two, write it down. It makes you reliable kingdom material. The spirit of brokenness makes you what? A reliable kingdom material. Somebody say kingdom material. The spirit of brokenness makes you a reliable kingdom material. The reason is that the Adamic nature in us that helped the devil to do his work is rendered impotent by the spirit of brokenness. So when the spirit of brokenness in you, the Adamic nature, now Ruth, what we are struggling in ourselves is the Adamic nature, which has to be crucified. Because Jesus didn't pay price for the flesh. He paid price for sin. He also paid price and deal with the devil. When he came to the world, he overcame the world. So what is the antidote for the devil? I saw Satan fall like light. I gave you authority. To tread upon serpent and scorpion over all the powers of the enemy. He said, the authority I have, I gave it to you. So you can deal with the devil. My resurrection is a proof that Satan is defeated internally. So when it comes to the devil, Jesus took care of him. What about the world and the temptation and the crisis? He said, if you follow me, because of me, you get in the world, you get tribulation. But be not afraid because I have overcome the world. But this one, he didn't give us antidote. So Apostle Paul said this away. I keep under my body and bring it under subjection. It's a practical choice. So if you don't crucify the flesh, you can't be an instrument in the hands of God. That is why here we practice a lot of fasting. Because in my study about the flesh, the fastest way to kill the flesh is through fasting. You can't fast and have appetite for fornication. <laughs> ha, hallelujah. It makes you a reliable kingdom material. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16 to 18. Everybody say, huh, reliable kingdom material. What do you mean by that? We can rely on you. We can depend on you. When we give you a position to operate, we can depend on you. Can, I, can you imagine I'm making you a deacon and you are impregnated two quarters? God forbid in this church, it will happen in the other one. Hallelujah. Huh? Are you getting what I'm talking about? Can you imagine I make you a choir master and you have impregnated two quarters? It means that you are not a reliable material. There is nothing like put, put, put two people in the leadership when you trust and they disappoint you by sinful acts. Reliable material. 
we can depend on you as a chorister. Wow. Can you imagine God come around and to come and check the choir and all of them appeal? Yeah. So what do you think? It means that God, God take his scanning machine. Oh, scanning. Ah, green, 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 green. Now my red. Bim, 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 bim. Goes, hey! Trouble. It's a very serious matter. Lack of brokenness. God can scan into the crowd. He said, the eyes of the Lord is moving to and fro. Can you imagine? 80% to 90% of the church are pure. Serving the Lord. I have a message I'm about to preach on Titan. When I preach that message and you don't pay tight, you won't pay it again. Hey, what a revelation. That when God gets to the promised land, the first city they fought was the city of Jericho. And the reason they shouldn't take, and Jericho is the most loaded cities of Mami. They have the gold and the booty. And God said, oh, remember if you read the scripture, I said, take the vessels and put it in the house of God. So in occupying and taking the territory, Jericho is my tithe and my first fruit. And so when Achan took the, the thing into his house, he has taken what belongs to God into his house. When you keep the tithe, you have kept what belongs to God into your house. And it comes with consequence. Oh, somebody's clapping for Jesus. Once God begins to break you, you, what you are doing doesn't go into your head. You don't sit down. You don't know that. Let them go and go their way. It doesn't change anything. If you are not broken, whatever thing you are doing goes into your head. Have you gone to the office and you are talking to some boss? They say, do you know who you are talking to? They are not broken. Politicians in Ghana, sometimes they are not broken. They will meet police people who are protecting them. Instead of honoring the police people, come down, do you know who is talking to you? I can let you be fired. He doesn't know. After you sleep in the night, who should protect the city? They don't understand. Lack of brokenness is making them think that they don't, they don't even come to the place to know that they are there for four years. Where I am is a calling. This is voting. And the same locomotive that put you there has power to put you out. The spirit of brokenness will let what you have doesn't go into your head. <clears throat> if it is someday, years ago, I'm not broken, I'm going to prove that, hey, who are you talking to? It's not necessary. It won't change anything. Huh? It won't change anything. If you get broken, what you have doesn't go into your head. If you're not broken, people tell you you are beautiful, it goes into your head. Talk to everybody you want to insult the person. If a woman is not broken and make money more than a husband, you want to undermine the man. Brokenness will let you submit no matter the fatness of your bank account. Brokenness, lack of brokenness will let a man forget where he's coming from. Now he has make money. His wife cannot talk about his matter. I'm the one who came to marry you. If you're not ready, leave this house. He has forgotten lack of brokenness. Sometimes the things I do here that make people don't even see I'm the one. You come and see me, I'm arranging chairs. You come and see me, I'm picking things on the ground. You come and see me, I'm picking bottles. You come and see me, I'm planting flowers. You come and see me, I'm doing different things. It doesn't change anything. Sometimes I come around, I'm helping them on concrete. I'm helping them on mortar. It doesn't change anything. It will reduce my anointing. It will reduce anything. Are you getting what I'm talking about? When you get into some of this thing, it doesn't change who you are. Brokenness lets you come down no matter the height you stand. Galatians chapter 5 verse 16. 
This I say, then walk in the spirit that you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Oh, brokenness. It's walking in the spirit. But the flesh lasted against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. These are contrary one to another. So that you cannot do the things that you want. So when you get broken, you, you, you overcome the flesh. You don't allow the flesh to detect for the spirit. So far, are you getting what I'm talking about? Let me add three to it and then I'll close out of your way. Somebody say brokenness. It helps you to respond positively to challenges. Write it down. Brokenness helps you to respond positively to what? Challenges. Is it normal that we go through challenges? As often it's not a challenge we go through, how we respond to the challenges. Vicky, do you get it? It's not the challenges you go through, everybody go to the challenge. How you respond will determine whether you'll be in a platform of success or failure. So the challenge is there. It is part of the things for God to develop us. You must go through challenges. That is why you can't marry and say because of the challenges you are running away from the marriage. The one you are going to marry this, who said that is going to be on the platter of gold? It will not be that. Are you getting it? So it's the same thing. Women are the same. They all behave the same. The only thing is that one is quiet and one talks. And if you are quiet, get the one that talks. And if you are talking, get the one that's quiet. Pussy attracts, but they are the same. They have the same characteristics. They all do their hair. They change from raster to until easy. They change from long raster to short raster to hanging one, different one, but it's the same raster. Are you getting what I'm talking about? Huh? You change from long hair to short hair. When you check the street, all the hairstyles are different, but they are all the same. The men are the same. The bearded ones and non-bearded ones, they are all the same. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm talking about? The difference is the brokenness. The brokenness in you is one who will not let you make a decision. You can, oh, Jesus Christ. It helps you to respond positively to what? Challenges. Challenges will come, but you respond positively. I gave you the lesson about, about the, two, the two people that married and went to honeymoon. And when they were in the honeymoon, hotel room 205 and 206. And one of them, uh, those days there was no things like pens and all nice materials like jeans. The only latest trousers there was a Kimprin kind of trousers. Now, Kimprin trousers, it doesn't like hot iron. Now, the iron those days, eh, it's not the one you have, you plug. We used to have an iron. You put firewood, and not charcoal. The charcoal one is the one you came to me. The charcoal one is the one that you put the charcoal inside the iron. It's called boss iron. I am not a new school, I'm an old school guy. So don't look at me some way. The boss iron has some holes under. Some of them can fall on your trousers. White shirt. It will be a white shirt. I had two like a bomb with a blacker. It is the boss iron fire that did it. But there's another best one. That one, normal, it's just like wooden. Then you put the iron on it. When we used to buy things at Cantamanto, that is what they used to iron. It's a heavy duty iron. They put it on the fire. And when they take it out, they put it on another dirty uh, wet clothes. Quay, quay, and they put it on a dress. Bam, 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 bam. Poo, bam, 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 bam. Poo. And when they finish iron, we used to use the iron set and start, start dress. Put me the phone. We would say, no, channel. Bam. And told them, I have to put iodine in your pocket in case your shirt catch somebody. Then you dress it. So to wear that one, you must also know how to dress a saw. Watch this. Now, watch this. Now, when the first one, it helps you to react positively to challenges. So the first couple took his husband's trousers and put it, the iron, put it on a hot, hot iron, put it on a kimbrin. Definitely, the way it burns is that once you put the iron, that particular portion stick, it took, it just come, it attracts, bam, like a balloon, stick into the iron. Two tries of burn one. 
The white one was for the wedding. The black one for the, for the dinner. And then it's bare. In sempiadahoo.com. So the husband is in the bathroom. Run the honey. Oh, honey, honey, I'll bear your trousers. The guy burst in anger. The guy burst up in anger. Hey! I said it. I said it. When we were caught in, I can, I can see and perceive that you give me problems. You have started. One day, burning one trousers. Two years. How many trousers will you burn? Simple proportion. Became a fight. One day, one trousers. Two years. Give me the answer. You didn't do math at school. It, it, did we call it algebra or simple proportion? Simple proportion. If less, more divide. If more, less divide. Which one is dividing what? The less is dividing the more. So the guy bursts in anger. And you see, in a gossip like this, the woman will, re- will also react. What is it? I burned the trash. I told you I did it. Man said that. One said that. So I said, no. What's in it? Me and then. Me that's a repair trash. I said, no. The best up in anger. Now, if you look at the situation, the trousers will not come back. If you talk to the cows, come home, the trousers is burned. The best picture is that the trousers burn here, cut it here, you start a shorts and wear it. In the Kimprin day, that's what we do. So we start ironing from the down so that we can cut it. The other, other couple also took his husband's trousers, the same Kimprin, and burned it. And shouted to the bathroom, honey, I've burned your trousers. He said, wow, let me see. He said, hey, I thank God my leg was not inside. I'll get a new trousers and we are going to go. I own the one I wear on the wedding day. We'll still go to the dinner. You see it? The same problem. A different way of meeting a challenge. So it's not that you that is angry. You are not going through what other couples are going through. But brokenness, the spirit of brokenness that say, oh, do you know lack of brokenness? When I come to show you the signs of unbroken life, you will see one of them is, men pray, men pray, men pray. Jaimanenka is a sign of brokenness. When you just say, I'm not going to continue this matter, let's leave it here. It's a sign of brokenness. If you are not broken, you can go and bring up a case that is dead for two years. One of the signs of lack of brokenness is girls here that have a diary that keep the wrong records of their partner. 2008, exactly four o'clock. I told you the couple that came to me. When the woman came to me, that was a part of a quick run. I thought, whatever. When the man finished talking, and then I tell the woman that, this is what your husband is saying. He said, Prophet about your train. No, ye some old dally. I say, the worry, okay, wait, daddy, way, Mekaipa, 19, 2001, and I do three o'clock. This is what he did. I wrote it, uh, 3 30. When I, then you continue it after 7 30. And then, and all of them, when I, and I was shocked. When I look at the one, if I say, Madam, are you okay? Are you normal? Do, don't you think you need a psychiatric or something? He said, no, I don't need that. I said, no, that's what I think you need. He has about seven dialys and records of what the husband has done. And the man told me, he said, prophet, this is the reason why we are. We are. So when we see people going through marital crisis and all kinds of crisis, lack of brokenness, it helps you to respond positively to what? Challenges. These are the things you should learn. Responding positively. Today, this generation will marry two years. They say they are coming out. Sometimes it takes 10 years to know your wife. 10 years. I've married close to 17 years. I'm still learning new things in the class. I told you marriage is a school without graduation. And every day the syllables are different. When you go to university, don't they tell you the syllables and what you are going to learn? Today, mathematics. Then there's a course and then there's a this. This one, you cannot tell which syllables are coming. A syllabus of a woman getting pregnant, you can't tell the accent. Milama told you, pregnancy is here. He can say you to buy shitolo at Kaneshi. It's a syllable. 
Marriage is a school without what? Graduation. If you are not broken, you can't have a success. Can I say this? No selfish person can have a sound marriage. Are you getting broken? My problem is those who listen to me and not get broken. It helps you to respond positive to challenge. Have you written that? It brings fruitfulness. Brokenness brings what? 2 Timothy 2.2. 2. It helps you to understand the excellence of God's discipline. Mm. James chapter 1 verse 2 to 4. Brokenness helps you to understand the excellence of what? God's what? God's discipline. Brokenness helps you to, to understand the excellence of God's discipline. James chapter 1 verse 2. Mm. Job chapter 5 verse 17. James chapter 1 verse 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse what? Talk to me. Diverse what? Uh-huh. Go to the next verse. We are reading to verse number 4. Uh, knowing this, that the trying of your faith to work at what? Patient. Mm-hmm. Verse 4. But let patient have her perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Come back to verse number 2. Wow. My brethren, count it all who are joined. When you fall into what? Give me the New King James Version. Let me show you something. Hmm. Have you seen the word? So the Greek word that I old King James called it tempted because God doesn't tempt people. But God tries and tests people. So the word temptation is actually a wrong translation. But the New King James said, my brother, they count it all when you fall into various what? Trials. Do we get trials in our Christian work? Yes. yes. We get trials. We will be tried. God will try you. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. God will use marriage to humble you. Mm. Hallelujah. No matter how beautiful you are, gravity is on you. Job chapter 5, verse 17 and 18. Job chapter 5, and verse number 17 to 18. It helps you to understand the excellence of God's discipline. That God disciplines us. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrected. Hey, therefore, <laughs> despise thou not the chastening of the Almighty. Twenty-four lashes. And if God is giving you lashes, how does he pay? Behold, happy is the man whom God corrected. So when you are the person that Yame correct you, will be happy because you are in trouble. Them that the Lord loves, he chastised. So if you are illegitimate child, God doesn't talk about you. You thank God that now when you sin, you still feel something, some guilt, and you still feel some condemnation in your heart. It's a sign of God's chastisement. It's a sign of God's correction. If you have come to the place you sin and nothing moves your heart, you are getting disconnected from grace. Behold, happy is the man whom God corrected. Therefore, uh, despise not that the chastening of the Lord. Go to the next verse. Let me see something. For he maketh sore and binded up. He wounded and his hands make whole. I heard you say, Amen. Amen. It brings fruitfulness. 2 Timothy 2, 2. You have written that already, eh? Okay, let me read the scripture. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 2. It brings fruitfulness. Brokenness brings what? How many of you want to be fruitful? And the things thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others. The things that you have heard from me, so the things that we are teaching, committed to faithful people who are able to teach others. So when you have the spirit of brokenness, the things you have learned, they will help others to hear. Then the kingdom is getting expanded. 
It helps you to walk with God. Brokenness helps you to walk with God. It helps you to walk with God and also work for God. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 9. The next one, it makes you adaptable to the will of God. Brokenness. I want to finish fast. Brokenness brings fragrance to a stinking world. I pick it from a book I was reading. So the stinking world we are in, brokenness brings our fragrance. Everybody say fragrance. What's another word for fragrance? Perfume. So brokenness, because you are broken, you, 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 you change the smelling atmosphere of the world. When everybody is lying, you are speaking the truth. It adds taste to a better world. Matthew chapter 5 verse 13. Brokenness leads to spiritual power and death to the flesh. Everybody says spiritual power and death to the flesh. Have you gotten all the things I've written? It helps you to walk with God. You have that one. 2 Corinthians 5 to 9, John chapter 15, verse 14. It makes you adaptable to the will of God. You got it? Adaptable to the will of God. It brings fragrance to the stinking world. It adds taste to a better world. It brings fragrance to a stinking world. 2 Corinthians 2, 14 to 15. It adds taste to a better world. It leads to spiritual power and death of, to the flesh. Uzziah 10, 12 to 13. It leads to spiritual power and death to flesh. It makes you receptive to God's word. It leads to spiritual power and death to the flesh. Uzziah chapter 10 verse 12. Show to yourself righteousness. Reap in mercy. Break up your fellow ground. For it is time to seek the Lord till he come and rain righteousness upon you. It births in you deep hunger and tests after God. I love this one. It brings about character transformation. 2 Corinthians 5.17. Brokenness brings about character transformation. Oh, give me a wave. How many of you want character transformation? I wish we have people with character in the church. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things has passed away. Behold. How many things has become new? It means you don't get angry again. It means you are stopping your boyfriend. What about your boyfriend that you are still going out with? Since you became born again. 2 Corinthians 3, 2 and 3. Ye are our epistle written in our heart. Know and read of all men. So, wait. Girls, girls, when you walk around there, you are my epistle. Watch this. Written, huh? you are our epistle written in our heart. Know and read, huh? and read of all men. People read you to know the kind of job I'm doing here. So when, when Mr. Amukoko take you to a hotel and he's removing your black brazier, you are reading our epistle. This is what Paul is saying. That's what it is. This is what Apostle Paul is saying. He said, you are our epistle. When your people walk there, they live a good life. It tells the things we are doing here. When they are messing up, they are reading our epistle. Uchantra, epistle. the next verse, For as much as for as much as he are manifestly declared to be the epistle of Christ, ministered by us, Written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God. Not in tables of stone, but in the fleshy tables of the heart. 
you are taking the word we are reading to you. We are preaching the word to you. You are transforming. Everybody in your area knows. By this time, in your office and in your house, everybody knows that you are a fasting man of God. It's an epistle. And when somebody asks you, where do you go to church? So, my father is prophet. And I say, oh, no wonder. Because you are producing the kind. What about those that people's husbands are kissing them? If somebody is pretending he's sleeping, he's a young girl, he's the one I'm talking about. It makes for a victorious Christian living. Brokenness. Romans chapter 6 verse 14. Makes for a victorious word Christian living. Brokenness makes for a victorious Christian living. Say that with me. Victorious Christian living. Say it. Say it very loud. Say victorious Christian living. Romans chapter 6 verse 40. How many of you want to be a victorious Christian living? You are a victor. Oh, not a victim. For sin shall not have dominion over you. For you are not under a law, but you are under grace. Oh, this is my favorite. Brokenness brings contentment. Philippians chapter 4 verse 11 to 12. Not that I speak in respect of one. For I have learned in whatsoever state I am. There will to be content. This is Paul. I know both how to abase and I know how to abound. So some people are abound, but they come down and do things in an abasement. Let me tell you, if you are beautiful, you are beautiful. If you wear tattered dress, you still are beautiful. I know how both how to abase and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things. How many things? I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry. It means a root. Don't try to show off. Don't go and sit in Kimpiski when all your money left to 300 Ghana CDs. Where do I go? Go to Choba. No, 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 no. Stop clapping. Even some of the Chobas can be very expensive now because now the Chobas, they've changed their name. They say they are called local restaurant. One person took me one day at Laboni and went to sit there. Uh, some coffee, something, something. Be say Africa, Africa, Rastafarian. I saw a Nigerian man went to a restaurant with a brother. Bay. Come say, what is it? What is it? He said, come, 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 come. <laughs> I've never seen anything like that in my life. He said, how much is tomatoes? He wrote it down. How much is onion? He wrote it. How can you charge me for this food? The man said, it's not the tomatoes and onion, everything. He said, light bay. Okay, what's your total light bay? Deduct my own. I've been here for 10 minutes. I don't know. They, they didn't let him pay. He left. I, I've never seen anything like that. He was calculating the food. He said, tomatoes, how much? Onion, how much? He said, the oil, how much? And <laughs> the guy mentioned that he wrote them one by one, one by one. When he finished, he said, how? Even the things we have, and the tomatoes is a basket. So how can you use a basket of tomatoes and charge me for this nara? How? The owner came and said, go. We are not going to talk. We said, we said that's it. Carry the food and left. Contentment. Mm. It is putting a lot of Christians under pressure. Lack of contentment is a reason for fornication. So Obie iPhone 5. And so cry iPhone 7. And it's not time for you to have iPhone 7. So if you're a chorister and you all you have to, uh, some of you have to hold a phone that can only do call and text message. And according to me, send it. You don't need iPhone 8. You can't be a student and be holding iPhone 9. 
and walking around and trying to show off and an iPhone and walking around and quick, 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 and quick, 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 and quick, 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 and some man who is somebody's wife has promised you iPhone. Lack of contentment. And I end by telling you this. Lack of contentment can let you stay in the church and you are living in sin. You'll be a thief speaking in tongues. Contentment means that this is what I have and I rejoice for having it. And I am not showing off to anybody. Don't put pressure on your husband to go and buy a car he cannot afford. Listen to me carefully. If you push him, he's going to be a thief in order to please you. And when you go to prison, you will take care of yourself. Brokenness brings contentment. Walk around and be content with what you have. Go, go to university and try to show off with people who come from a so-called Adaba home. If you were a Jabba, behave like a Jabba. And don't. Not everybody should go to school and everybody open a milk. Not everybody. Some of you have to drink milk once in one day in all the term. All the semester. That's one milk. You are the kind of one that when you open your milk, you drink water and put the rest in the cold water and bring it the next day. Three days after three days, you to ferment. So don't continue drinking it. And then you put it down. Don't try and join a group and show off as if you also come from a certain home because you don't come from there. Be broken. Walk in church. And understand where you come from. This is the final thing. The greatest tragedy you can do to yourself is when God lifts you and you forget where you are coming from. Once you begin to forget where you are coming from, you will undermine your subordinates in the office. You will, you will talk to them rough, not in the state of correction, but you undermine them and making them think. Lack of brokenness will let you think that your wife is, you are doing your wife a favor by marrying her. Because something inside will tell you you are superior. I've seen men like that. I tell their wife, they are forgotten where they come from. Ask somebody, are you broken? Are you broken now? Do you feel like God is breaking you small, small? You care about people? You don't take them for granted? Huh? There is a king in everybody you undermine here because you can't tell what people will be in future. Nobody ever dreamed that one day Obama will be a superpower. He came up. Obrimpan Sasi, Nyaminu Nim. Stand to your feet. God bless you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this message. For further inquiries, contact World Prayer Center, PO Box GP21421, Accra, or telephone plus 233-303-413-703 or plus 233-303-413-705. Email us on info at wpcministries.org or visit our website at www.wpcministries.org.